two. Welcome back, everybody, to episode two of Writing Raw. I am here again with Yam Yam Cam Cam. Oh, yeah. Episode two. This feels good. It's a good vibe. I like the vibe. The vibe is really good. Um, we are back here at work again because we feel pretty good talking here. Um, I think there was one thing that, Cam, you brought up to me before when we talked in the past. One of the topics that you really, you said that really hit you was the seeing through one lens. Mm-hmm. Um, just so all of us are on the same page, we're going to talk about this one lens, and it's the one lens that I looked through as a male when I was a boy, all the way up to when I thought I was a man, all the way up until now. It is the the red lens. And what I mean by the red lens is everything that I saw, whether it came to love, when it came to music, um, when it came to eating something, every emotion that I thought about, even sadness, I was seeing it through a red lens. I never really processed emotion. Like when people feel sad, they can look through a blue lens. Um, Let's associate the color green with horniness, right? Everything that I saw was red. When I was hungry, and I meant hungry, I would eat with my hands. Um, I always saw in red. When I would work, I would see in red. I wanted to be as victorious as possible in every task that I ever did. And then one day, life slapped a taste out of my mouth, and I felt really sad. And of course, that was, you know, with the breakups or... In the last three and a half years, you know, I've had two females walk out of my life. The biggest thing is I only get to see my kid 50% of his life. That's the biggest thing for me walking away from the divorce. I only get to see my kid 50% of his life up until the age of 18. And it's huge for me. I've had loss of life. I've lost my dog. That happened two and a half years after um, the wife left. I was feeling sad, but I could only see in red still. I couldn't see in, like, blue. And then finally I broke, and I could see in blue, but it was the darkest shade of blue ever. And I think that's what a lot of males do feel when they deal with loss of something of of grave significance. We see through a lens, and it is so deep that we've never, we've never seen through that lens before ever and we're finally seeing through it we're feeling this way and and it hurts and we can't process it we can't figure it out and of course um, what I do believe is when, when a male can't figure something out and he feels like there's nobody he can reach out to I, I do honestly believe that's why the suicide rates are so high for the male uh, one we can't figure it out for ourselves even as a grown male 30 years old you could have a house you could have car payments you could have kids but if you can't figure this out, I mean, you, you feel like you have no use. Um, on the caveat side of it, for the female, I think the female has the ability to see in different lenses all the time. Females can see red, blue, green, yellow. And not only that, something uh, when we had a conversation a while back, because we talked about this point, I think it was like a year ago, when we had my boy... Fred out here, and he said, it's not only that females can see in different shades, 
I mean, not only could see in different lenses, but they could see in different shades of those colors as well. Mm -hmm. Different levels of love, different levels of hunger, different love. And I, I associate it to the point where I think that's where females can, um, they have the ability to multitask the way they do. They can see several different shades at several different times. Whereas me, I can only see in one thing at a time. I'm horrible at multitasking. Until it comes to my job where I've kind of learned how to multitask, I've always been horrible at it because I'm so so focused on one thing at a time. Yeah. I don't know. Cam, if you can, tell me what that conversation we first talked about, what it meant to you. Um, well, when you bring up lenses and colors, I don't resonate as much with the actual colors of the feelings, but for the most part, I see how the difference between like uh, male and female are um i want to say ranges but men in general whatever emotion it is as long as it's not like how i'm feeling about this food you know it's something important love sadness stuff like that we're extremists in the way where when we feel we feel and it's it's never kind of it's never the shades where it's like yeah i feel kind of sad but i'm also happy it's like when i'm hurt it's 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 crushing i'm hurt when i'm in love i'm in love i will you know do anything for you i'll throw myself in front of a car whatever but i th the biggest thing that sat with me is the the ranges and the intensity that men feel their uh their emotions but it seems more singular rather than a mix absolutely and i and i think that's one of the the greatest breakdowns between man and woman, when we talk about, there's one definition for, for a lot of feelings and emotions, right? I think I, I remember when I was doing some psychology class, um, the professor told us to look through all the dictionaries and how many different definitions there are of love, and there's several for sure. And I think it, it plays into, you know, we have different levels of love for, for people, right? There's conditional love. There's unconditional love. Some people will say, you know, the only true type of love is absolute unconditional love. But I mean, there's, there's different levels of love across the board. You know, for my neighbors, I have a love for them, but it's nowhere near as deep as for my, for my child, right? Mm -hmm. It's understanding, it's, you know, talking about shades and feelings and emotions, understanding the definitions that there could be different definitions for each person when they talk about hungry, right? Because mm -hmm. what one person may say is, uh, I'm hungry. And it's nothing against them, but from my perspective, where I'm at now, I know what true hunger is. I, I think I, I threw a question here in the shop not too long ago, and I said, how long do you think you can go without water? And some guy said six or seven days, because I think scientifically it says like seven days. Yeah. And a lot of it, of course, is based on your environment. But I went a month without drinking water. I went, I can't even tell you, you know, I lost so much weight from not eating sustenance, you know. I think my definition of love now, and this is where I have to stop myself, because there are some people, they, they've never been through what I've been through. So once again, you know, you're, you're, you're in a world where you're doing what you can with what you know. And ultimately, I would pray to God that nobody would ever have to go through the hell that I've been through. When they say, like, I love you, 
there was a time when this first went down where I wanted to like go go park myself inside of the uh, the aisle section of the grocery store around Valentine's Day. So when people picked out these cards and you know, would say like, oh, I love you, my Valentine. Like, do you actually know what love means? Because I was in the midst of this pain. You just wanted to dispense of it somehow. Absolutely. And it wasn't necessarily towards anger. But it's like, are you really going to mean what you say when you write it in that card? Right? Mm-hmm. And I think it comes from a place with you is like, um, is you felt so real and then whether it was love and you didn't realize it and then afterwards you felt the real hurt and then you realized like there's so many people thinking they're experiencing these feelings and they've never felt it like i'm feeling it right now absolutely you you felt it so intensely that it was like there's no way that anybody else is is that you know has been through the type of level of uh, emotion that i'm going through right now so they can tell you they love you so much but you'll never love your like 20 four-year-old girlfriend as much as I love my kid and you just don't know that yet absolutely they don't know they love that and what I have to do is understand that they haven't experienced that yet mm-hmm. right um and to have mercy for them not to cast as much judgment you know the ultimate goal is to have love all over the place and that would be awesome but mm-hmm. for the most part I mean it's it's not the case at least of, of yet um but, yeah, like you were saying, you know, when these people, they try to talk to you about these things. When I initially went through the breakup, I remember because we went to Utah, right? We went with Trav mm-hmm. and a couple of other guys. And Trav had that big race, but we all went there to support him. But it was also, you know, going on top of a mountain. And I brought the typewriter and I had to write out this piece. And in this piece, it's one of my earliest writes, is actually one of my lowest hit on right I think because there's so much uh, there's so much negativity but it was I mean that's that's what poetry is it's an outlet for people who are feeling whatever they're feeling it's not always happy and within this sad piece I pointed out that a lot of people don't talk about when they're going through this stuff you know they saw that I was losing weight and I had bags under my eyes and I'm tired they said they said hey man you just need to eat and I said I, I'm trying to eat I can't keep anything down they said well you just need to sleep it's like, have you ever been through this before? <laughs> so you're like, I slept 14 hours yesterday. What do you mean I need to sleep? Yeah. Like, I'm just crashed. I'm just, I'm done. Like, you have no idea. Does anybody, how many people out there that give you feedback on a situation they've never been through, do you know how long it takes to clean a junk drawer out of a kitchen after 10 years? Mm. And then after you do that, the next person comes into your life and it's for uh, almost two years and you got to do the same thing. Do you know what this pain is? And feeling those pains... You're looking through this this lens, this dark blue that turns into this dark red, and it's these ups and downs that ultimately, for me, for the for the male, I would just burn out, right? Mm-hmm. I would just burn out, and it's it's interesting. So I posed this question in one of my captions months back, and I said, uh, "What I don't understand is how your partner." So I'm going to put myself in the situation. My female partner that I was in this relationship with she told me to an extent that she was done but for the next six to eight months we still fostered in our environment in our home just like we always had and then to me what I felt the day that I saw the moving tropical was holy shit this is actually real this is going down 
if this is going down right now, how, how could you still lay with me in the same bed, if you will? How can you still talk to me on the phone the same way you do? We're breaking bread together. We're eating at a table. How are you still able to function in these ways? And all I saw was red, right? Yep. And whatever color is associated with confusion, that's exactly where I was. How am I feeling this way and you're happily like loading the truck after for the last X amount of months that you've made this decision? Like, how did you operate that way? And this is something we've talked about a good bit semi-recently through other people's experiences that you've talked to as well. But how the difference in male and female, especially like a, a modern day male going through the motions where like at, at least personally and what it seems from other people is. Um, right now I have a pretty active life, but for the most part, there's a nice role of a schedule where like I go to work, come home, cook dinner, hang out with a, a girlfriend, whatever's going on. And then it just keeps rolling. Now as a male, I'm just, if those are the motions and everything is hitting its marks every day, life is as per usual. Now say we have a big fight. She's thinking about moving out six to eight months, whatever. And then she in her head is preparing to leave meanwhile i'm going through my day to day just everything's fine so when that truck shows up in in front of the house it might as well have just ran me over absolutely like, just because it's so unexpected where as w- without that communication and especially like you said if they're if, if you're still sleeping in the same bed you're still eating you're still going through all these day to day things in my head everything's fine you right. know, it may not be perfect or peachy. You may not be like holding hands into the kitchen and kissing before I leave for work, but you know, you're not leaving in my mind. So when it does happen, and and that was the most confusing part of me. So when I put it in that caption a while back, and the feedback that I got, the comments that I got from, uh, and a large majority of my followers, they are female, and the, the females came into the comments. And they said, yes, once we make our decision, that decision is final. And that was the most confusing thing to me because it was, if your decision was final, then how did you continue on, right? Mm-hmm. And it's what I, what I think is that they're able to see love in different shades than what we see, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about your day-to-day. If things are still going good then maybe you're winning her back. And at that time, like for me, what I was doing is I was still working on myself or on the situation to try to make things better. Let's put it this way. It's like the TV was broken. I'm buying parts and trying to repair the TV. But for you, or for her, if you will, it was, no, the TV's broken. Um, I'm okay with it being broken, and I'm just going to exit stage left. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you're not that she or they or whoever, you know, your partner is that ends up walking away, but were you willing to do the work? Or were you just like in this moment? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's... The best way I can see it again visually is um, you and I both know through my experiences, I have a pretty good light switch. But I do believe with this thing that we're talking about, every guy has some kind of light switch. It's either on or off. Now the level of that can change, whatever. Um but I think of more like if I have a light switch, then women have a a dimmer switch, right? Yep. They can kind of dim it down a little bit, whatever. Um, that's it. So if if my switch is still on, 
the light might be dying a little bit, but it's on. You know, we're here. Versus if you're dimming it down. And like then slowly fading. Yeah, you're slowly fading it out. And then by the time you're ready to leave, you just slap it down and it's off now. Like I never, I, I didn't know. Oh, absolutely. And that's a really good point that you just made, like to like just the light switch, turning it on or off. Um, I think the way that I'm built like a generator is I just want to keep trying to fix this thing mm-hmm. until finally it's like the light is off. And once it's off for me and especially like understanding, making the rules for myself, my boundaries, the light's off. It's, 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 it's done. It's done. Now, I think that the people who say that I'll never be with that person ever again in the future, I think it's a very arrogant way to look at life. Because none of us control the future. We have no influence on what the universe does do. But as far as um, my thinking is, if you were to ever try to be back with that person, if you will, it would have to be another form of that person. You can never continue to grow with that older version of them, especially from the, the male perspective. Like, who you were when you left, or it could be vice versa. It's Now that it's done, I'm never going to say it can never happen again, but now you're going to have to be a different person. Yeah, it, it can never happen with the person you are now. And that's even, I've been through that, and we've talked a tiny bit about it, but I have a really, really old, like, kind of past relationship that the same thing has come about, where it's like, I could never, I would would never be with that person um, ever again for whatever reason. And then it's, that that is something I've said a lot, and I do believe, but that's because of who you are. It's not like I can't ever be with this, like, physical person ever again. It's just who you are and I see that you know haven't changed in how long or whatever that's just who like I don't know how else to say it other than who you are is I could never be with that person now maybe if well that person who they were um and and I know who you're talking about because we have talked about it a little bit who that person is it's not just love we talked about it in the last episode it's not just love can I grow with you and there is absolutely no chance that I can grow with you. Mm-hmm. And the type of person that I'm built as, now that I have somebody here that I do love and I'm growing with, and that love is growing exponentially as day in and day goes out, you're growing with them, especially at the rate that you and, and the, you know the relationship you're in now, nothing's going to be able to touch it. Yeah. Not even people in the past. You've learned from that. This, the ship has sailed, and I'm moving, and I'm moving in a direction that nobody can stop me now. Yeah. So it's no longer am I looking at the future and thinking, you know, what ifs. There are no more what ifs. I don't look. That's in the past. What's in the past, and I've learned from it. That's why, like, for me personally, I don't believe if there was somebody that I loved in the past, they don't keep a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's, I, don't, I no longer love them. The light switch is off for that person. I've moved on. And the next person that comes into, like, my life, my next relationship, that person from the past, you, you're not even, she's not even in the question, right? Yeah. Once I, you're gone, you're gone. I will say that even, so especially in my situation, and uh, multiple times, multiple uh, people ago, whatever, um, that person will never be in question, anything like that, and is completely out, moved on, whatever, but... All of the things 
that came from that all of the the lessons the behaviors that you liked or didn't like i i have used those growing uh forward to pretty much whittle down an experience um who would be ideal for me or like the the expectations so i know from experience i don't like if uh you do this thing or you talk this way so i'm able to have that experience, have that memory, keep that person in the back of my head. Like I remember when they did that and I'm going to apply this to my current situation. Right. Do you think that you'll ever be able to see in different shades of different emotions? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think just like anything else, it varies person to person, but personally, I I do not think that I can see in shades. And I don't want to say black and white, but just as the general saying black and white, I'm I'm even as a person like I said, I'm a light switch person. I'm on or off. And yeah. I'm very good at it. Where I'm I'm going to love you or if something upsets me, I'm going to be sad and I'm going to deal with it and in that aspect it's it's hard for me to kind of hit that gray area or a mix of shades um yeah personally i don't i don't think yeah i i think i'm the same way and maybe that's you know just so everybody's clear on like my standpoint of things there's a difference between man and woman right i don't think that i'll ever be able to see in shades as well what this has it's it's allowed me this this process everything in the past um it's allowed me to understand that there are shades and sometimes I do feel those shades. Right. But realistically, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I did lock myself away for the last, you know, X amount of time is I was afraid like that. I wouldn't be able to love somebody as deep as before, but now like in retrospect, psh, that's, that's who I am. That's how I'm built. So when it comes into like love, it's coming with this feral, ferocity mm -hmm. now with that being said um i e even though i feel i don't even want to say incapable but i even though i f i feel that i'm incapable of uh expressing in shades or anything like that i do believe in understanding is uh very very important so at the same time that i may not be able to express or feel that way i do understand that my partner most likely will so on educating myself learning through that partner everything else i know even though i can't feel it i in the best of my ability can understand at how to deal and communicate with that so even though i only see in red or blue i understand that my partner may be seeing in purple right now and i know how to deal with that absolutely that's awesome that's awesome you said that because you bring back like that whole teamwork thing mm-hmm the uh, battle buddies or battle buddies. So even though, you know, w when you say that you're hungry or it gets that extreme level, <clears throat> it gets that extreme level of hangry, right? Um, it's the different shades for the partner, typically for the, uh, for the, for the female. And it's nothing, there's nothing saying like that's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's just understanding. It's, it's learning to coexist with each other. Mm -hmm. We said the ultimate goal to all of this is trying to bridge all of those question marks between the masculine and the feminine, uh, woman and man. And the more that we allow 
these conversations to happen, we establish the trust. That's that's key. And we're going to keep on going back to trust. I'm going to beat it over the head. Because a lot of these things, they're touchy subjects. <laughs> you can't just have these conversations with everybody. There's a lot of people that come into the office here. And if they don't have that trust, and we've seen it, where they're like, they start to shut down. Oh, yeah. They go in that shell. As soon as it gets a little too intense for them, and you just see it. You and, see them retract. And that's the thing. What's intense? conversation about what we're feeling yeah well for a lot of people it is yeah realistically we're just trying to talk we're just trying to understand nobody's pointing their finger at you nobody's trying to fight you we're just trying to understand mm -hmm. and the more that we can conversate about things the more we can understand the goal is to coexist with each other in the most beautiful way possible and the the I was thinking about something to go back to the, the hunger thing. That's a great example for, um, again, personally, this happens in my life is, uh, for hunger, me, black and white, you know, strict shades. I, for the most part, won't express or won't act on or won't do anything on hunger until I'm ready to eat, let's say, or until I'm actually hungry. Um, versus I have to, um, know how to communicate with my partner who may uh, may say like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit hungry. Like, what are you thinking about food an hour? Like, I'm not thinking about food an hour from now. I'm not hungry yet. <laughs> but at the same time, I know that I have to be able to communicate uh, with that and understand her side, even though I'm not feeling that, feeling that or that I'm not capable of feeling that. I have to know how to communicate with it because nothing's stopping me from saying what I just said. Like, I'm, I'm not hungry right now. I don't want to think about that. But with good communication and stuff like that, it's, um, I like feed into it. Like, oh, I'm not really feeling hungry right now, but I, I, maybe I would be able to do like a steakhouse or whatever. And I think it all roundabouts again to communication. Like, even though we're not experiencing the same things or feeling the same things, we should be able to discuss our sides and our our feelings, even though that they're different, we should be able to communicate them to each other and come to a merge. No, for sure. And here's going to be like the bombshell. Here, here's the bombshell comment that I have for this for this episode. I can't tell you how many guys, how many males come to me and say, she just wants me to read her mind. On the hindsight of things, it's guys that are doing that too. We're worse when it comes to communicating verbal communication. We're horrible at it. Mm -hmm. It's the guys as well who are saying like, "Read my mind," but they're not saying it, right? I'm interested in this because I I I am guilty of this. Where I've had I'm those guilty too. I've had those conversations. Like, come on, you expect me to read your mind? And the the famous thing I say when we have disagreements is we communicate. That's our thing. That's what we've based this relationship off of. Is we communicate. We're good at this. So. Um, it's happened a couple times where I'll say like, I can't read your mind, but, um, no, continue with that. Cause I've, I'm, this would be a good one, at least for me, a good learning point. Well, so for the guys always, here's the deal. When a guy can't figure something out, cause we're built to be fixers, right? And we can't figure something out. Typically what we, what, what does the guy do? He'll throw something, punch a hole in the wall. We're very physical creatures. Mm -hmm. So instead of using our words, we'll do these actions. And it's just like, and this may piss some people off, but it is what it is. 
when we can't understand something, this goes for man and woman, we can't, when we can't understand something and that inner child comes out, what we'll do is we'll point that finger. We're so good at pointing the finger because obviously the problem is not within ourselves. That inner child now is speaking, right? For the guy, if he can't figure out what she wants to eat for dinner, if you will, obviously she wants something. She's hungry. She just she wants you to make a decision. Just what can we do here? But for the for the guys like I can't figure this out. You just want me to read your mind. Now he's pointing his finger. You want me to read your mind. When well, the hindsight is, why can't you just come out and tell her, I'm just, I'm not hungry right now. I'm not even thinking about it. So it's not on my priority list, right? That's the way the guys are wired. There's always like things going on inside their head. When they do get numb in their head, you know, they get mm -hmm. numb. But for the most part, their heads are jumping around with different priorities. Well, and I have been there, but I, I think that leads back to communication, communication where uh, a great, for instance, that same exact conversation comes up, except I'm shoulders deep inside of a car. Yep. Right. And she comes up like, oh, what are you what are you feeling to eat? And I will express that. Hey, I'm busy. I'm not thinking about what to eat, you know, um, and that usually comes around to um, working together where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm very busy right now. If you want to think about food, I'd love to eat in like an hour or something like that. But that's not on my priority list right now. But I can communicate that versus if. Um, I think it's weighing stuff. So if I'm just chilling on the couch and she asks about something to eat, but I'm not hungry, I'm able to entertain that discussion and, uh, and have it with her and cooperate. But I think it, it relies a lot on priorities and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, the priorities and what's going on inside your head and then using those little lips that you got attached to your face <laughs> to actually tell her. Because if you were to tell her, that lets her know, like, this is what's going on inside my head. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have to sit there and guess and try to read your mind. And it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. If I was if I was just to hit her with, say, I'm shoulders deep in a car and say I, I was to hit her with, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Depending on how I say it, that could come off pretty bad as, you know, rude or standoffish or whatever um, versus... I could say the same thing with an additive of I'm not really thinking about right now. I'm that right now. I'm pretty busy. Um, I just want to get this done. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that flies pretty well. It, I mean, varies person to person, but um, either way, you're making use of your words. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like we talk about trust. I think you may own and coin the term communication. Ever since I've met you, it's all been about communication, <laughs> communication, communication. And I mean, rightfully so, as it should be. I think there comes a certain point in a relationship where people think that I can read your mind and you can pretty much read my mind. And I've been there before. But like we said in the last episode, people change. Things change. You have to continue to communicate. Because if, if I think, and this is, this is where I was. I can still read your mind, but it's another person now. Mm -hmm. Not totally different, but there are things going on. Now when I get you this certain type of candy for your airplane ride, you don't like that candy anymore, right? Yeah, just you like make, you said in the last episode, just salt the on the, the popcorn. Yep. I may not know that now. You may not like popcorn anymore. When I write a lot, it's about like in the moment because I think that's where we need to live because the past is the past.
we don't know how much time we have left in the future. So I write for like in that moment. And in that moment means today you may want salt on your on your tater tots. Tomorrow you may have a hankering for salt and pepper. And I think that's where I started evolving my writing where understanding her day based on the way she drops her purse. Mm. I could tell you need more salt on your tater tots today. But that may change in the future. And I have to be aware of that. And the only way to do that is through communication. Yeah. Hey, I don't like that much salt anymore. Boom. <laughs> Just like that. It does go both ways, though. And again, you have to be able to uh, maybe the person who's going through the changes, again, doesn't know it or whatever. You have to be able to engage that conversation and start it. Make them comfortable to be able to say, um, hey, I don't like that much salt anymore. Because maybe sometimes in the past, a different relationship, whatever, if they would have said that, it would have started a fire of what do you mean you know you don't like i thought you liked this i guess i don't know you anymore right and all this you know and then once again stuff. the male will feel like we failed because we haven't paid attention to this so it's like on you know internally it's like how did i miss this how did i fail mm. now my lens is really red <laughs> yeah. back to the lens right yep. but a lot of this is just creating conversation so we can try to understand each other better um, the goal, and it's taken me several, several months being in different environments, having the trust and the safety within this space to, to conversate, to understand these things about each other and understand ourselves better. There's still things that I'm figuring out about myself and that should never change. You should always keep that, you know, that open for yourself. Yeah. That's, um, the, I'm going to mess it up, but the old like additive of, if if you think you're the best at something, you think you're perfect. You're not. There's always something. There's always someone better. Everything else. You 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 always have room to grow, and that's I think said primarily in like sports, career stuff, stuff like that. But absolutely. Um, as a person as well. I mean, not to mention the world is changing around us. We have to adapt to it. Um. Yeah, constant change, acceptance of it too. Acceptance. Listening to other opinions. You're not always right, man. You're not always right. Yep. Or at least being open to them. Like um, that that book that you had me read that initially kind of started this whole thing for me, at least, it, it changed my viewpoints on so many things. Not even, not only changed me and the way that I live my life, but changed my viewpoints on stuff where um, maybe before there were things that I thought weren't as important or didn't even know about, didn't know how to register them or perceive that it was happening in other people's lives. So I didn't know how to act towards it. Yeah. Well, what's one of the first words you read out of the book was ego. Mm, There's one. two different shades of the ego, the shallow ego and that real, like the ego that the world needs, it's inside of us. But as soon as you strip out that outside, that fake shallow ego, you can allow so much information and you're going to have the conversations like what we have here. Yeah, and the ego. I think that's something. The next episode, I'm really, uh, really interested to dive into that one. That's gonna be. I, I just got excited for that. It's gonna yeah, be a good one. Be exciting, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, Cam. I appreciate you for your time. We're gonna wrap this up. Oh, yeah. I hope everybody has an awesome, awesome day. Later.